What's up, runners? On this week's episode of the Up and Running podcast, we're going to be discussing how to recover post-long run. I'm going to go over four quick tips and strategies that I personally use after all of my long runs to help me recover quickly and help me feel fresh heading into the next week of training. So stay tuned and enjoy. What's up, runners? This is the Personalized Running Doc. I'm a runner rehab specialist, running coach, and competitive distance runner. And throughout the early years of my running career, I was plagued with repetitive injuries and told by many a professional that it was my body's own fault, that my body wasn't built for running. So either I could quit or just live with the pain. I decided to choose option three, dive into the science behind running and training, which is what allowed me to return to running pain-free and continue chasing after my own PRs to this day. And now I'm gonna tell you all that I have learned along the way and how I coach my own athletes to do the same. This is the Up and Running Podcast. All right, runners. So before we dive right into these four tips and strategies, I first want to say thank you to my client who reached out with this question after completing one of her longest long runs. Um, as she is heading into the last couple of weeks of training for Dopey Challenge in Walt Disney World. And so thank you so much for asking the question. Shout out to you for reaching out and asking it. And yeah, let's dive right into these four tips. So if you are working with me, you most likely know the first tip that I'm going to give you. And that tip is to make sure that as soon as you are coming into your home within a 45 minute window after your long run, kick off your shoes, take off your socks, um, maybe take a quick shower. Uh, I personally don't, but I am going straight and making sure that I am taking in some protein. And I do that with a smoothie. I find it's the easiest way for me to kind of get something down because after a long run, especially if I've had maybe like a hard workout in there, long uh, endurance efforts and high intensity efforts suppress your hunger hormone. And so you're usually not really hungry post long run, especially if, again, if there was a workout in there. So I opt for a smoothie because it's an easy way for me to get in some protein. I can put in some fruits and veggies to get some easily digestible carbs. And then also I typically make it with water. So I'm kind of rehydrating all in one. And so in that smoothie, I'm typically looking to get between like 30 and 50 grams of protein. Um, That's what I've found personally for my body that has worked really well, but I think it's more so the timing, um, if anything, and the fact that, again, there is protein, the large amount of protein in there. Um, The exact grams, I'm not going to say dosing-wise matters. You do you, figure out what works best for you, but the timing and making sure that there is some protein in there, there is a good mix of digestible carbohydrates and like sugars, all of those things, natural sugars um, from the fruits and veggies, all of those things definitely really help with my recovery. I have noticed a huge difference in my ability to kind of rebound from all of my runs and my workouts by prioritizing that post-run smoothie. And 
that again, it's not just after my long runs that I'm doing this. I'm doing this after my easy runs, my recovery runs. I'm doing this after my workouts. I could, I could go for a 20 minute jog and I am still coming home and having that protein shake, having that smoothie. Um, so that is tip number one. Make sure that you are prioritizing your post-run meal with a good amount of protein, easily digestible carbs in that 45-minute window. My next tip, now again, I typically go for my smoothie, my protein shake first, and then I shower. After I've gotten out of the shower, I'm putting on my wild toes. So my wild toes are toe spacers that I got from the Foot Collective. Um, and I am putting them on to kind of relax my feet, realign my feet into their natural kind of foot-like position that they're supposed to be in, um, giving my muscles a passive stretch and opening up my joints a little bit. And I do this because most running shoes are relatively narrow in the toe box, um, and that can put a lot of pressure, that can create a lot of rigidity in the foot, and so I use these toe spacers just for like about an hour to help my foot, my feet relax a bit. And this is something that I will have Chrissy, my VA, thank you so much for um, doing this, but dropping it into the show notes below so that you guys can take a look and maybe get a pair of your own. Something that I do also love these toe spacers for is they can also be used to work on foot uh, toe strength and foot strength um, because there is a bit of resistance in them. So you can kind of also use them to do toe yoga um, and other foot exercises while wearing them. The other thing that I'm doing simultaneously as I have put my wild toes on and my toe, my toe spacers on is I am putting on my compression sleeves or you can use compression socks um, from CEP. And I honestly don't know if it's CEP or if it's SEP. I've kind of called it both, but it is a company that creates compression um, options. And so I'm putting those on. It's just the brand that I personally love. You, If you have a different brand that you enjoy, go for it. But I'm putting on my compression stockings or sleeves to help again, kind of give my calves a little bit of pressure um, after my long run to help uh, blood flow and to help get out any um, dead and dying cells, any micro damage that has occurred, help it get back up to my heart and filtered out of my body as quickly as possible. After you finish a long run, you're obviously tired. Your muscles are tired. And so you're probably not getting the same degree of pumping occurring in your lower extremities to help that blood flow kind of like travel back up to your heart um, at the same efficiency after you're completing your long run. And so I kind of use the compression to kind of give my lower legs a bit of love to help, again, get that blood flow back up um, and get any dead and dying cells out. I'm simultaneously doing step two where I'm wearing my compression sleeves and I'm wearing my toe um, spacers for about an hour, maybe a little bit more, while I then go into step number three. And step number three for me is taking a nap. Um, sleep is 
the most underrated recovery tool, but it is so powerful in terms of recovery. We don't even fully understand the power that sleep has in terms of what it does for the body. Um, I look at it from a like neurological standpoint in terms of kind of like helping me down switch for the rest of the day and get me out of a fight or flight mode, which is what running puts us in. Running is naturally kind of like it's going to create a fight or flight state. It's going to kind of elevate our nervous system, make us a little bit more kind of like just stressed. Um, And it's not, again, it's not a bad stress. It's just stress. And so I use, first off, that's one of the reasons that I use the protein shake, my smoothie to um, help trigger me to come back into rest and digest because, again, I, I'm not feeling super hungry because of that. Um, that being in that elevated state suppresses your hunger hormones. And so I use the smoothie first to kind of like bring me down from that state and then I'm then going into taking a nap a little bit later on. Even if I can't fully fall asleep, I'm I'm still going to my bed. I'm still shutting my eyes. I'm I'm putting all devices away and putting on my eye mask, putting on maybe some brown noise and trying to just get some shut eye. And like I said, whether I fully fall asleep or not, it's just a good period of time where I'm disconnecting for a bit and letting my body just slowly breathe and down-regulate. I think there is some huge value in that alone time, and I think there is obviously huge value in just getting a little bit more sleep on the day that we are doing such um, a long run or longer bouts of exercise. So that is step number three or tip number three to take a nap. And then step number four, tip number four, strategy number four, whatever you want to call it, I'm kind of jumping all over the place in what I'm kind of calling them, but is walking. Walking is, again, probably another underrated form of exercise um, that can be used just to help blood flow, help relax our muscles a little bit more. Um, It's really just because of the gentle contractions that are occurring as we move through the gait cycle, the reciprocal motion, it's a very complementary thing, obviously, to running and to the same muscles that we use in running, but those gentle contractions are essentially kind of like a gentle massage that we're giving ourselves, and so that's going to help ease our muscles um, and not make them feel as tight the next day. It's also just going to help, again, blood flow to get anything that is kind of like been built up from us working out so hard and getting out all of that micro damage or starting to clear some of the chemicals that build up from that micro damage out of our muscles and um, filtered out through our bloodstream. And so those are my four tips um, to make sure that you're prioritizing your protein as soon as you come back um, in that 45-minute window to use some toe spacers and compression sleeves or compression stockings um, to help relax your feet, relax your muscles, help the blood flow in order to kind of get any micro damage um, clearing from your body faster, to take a nap or at least take some alone time, some quiet time so that your body can downregulate and 
hopefully maybe get some shut-eye to start the recovery process, and then walking, walking a bit throughout the remainder of your day, whether that's taking your dog for a walk, going outside with your kids, going to the grocery store, um, just going out there and getting like a couple more thousand steps underneath your belt to to relax those muscles and again further promote that that flushing um, out of your your muscles and your bloodstream from all of those chemicals that are building up from all the hard work that you just did. So that is it. I hope that you had some real big takeaways from today um, or even just a little takeaway. I'll take any type of takeaway um, that you guys are getting from this podcast. One more quick reminder before I sign off for today, and that is we are about 10 days away from the final call for my PR Strong program. Um, And again, this is my newest program that is officially starting January 16th, 2023. Crazy we're going into 2023. I'm going to keep saying that. But this program is specifically to work on strength training for runners to help you work with your form and efficiency to help you finish faster come your races in the springtime, in the summertime next year. Everybody is going into, in, at least in the northern side of the hemisphere, we are going into winter and winter means colder, darker months. Um, and running just gets harder. So let's do something that makes training a little bit more accessible and will pay off in dividends come months and years down the line in your training. And let's work on strength training specifically for your running. Um, This program is 12 weeks long, includes two workouts a week, Um, All of the information is on my website if you want to learn more. There's a lot of um, little uh, extras in this program that I think a lot of other just general strength training programs do not have for runners. But the website information for you to go look that up is www.thepersonalizedrunningdoc.com forward slash PR dash strong. And again, that link will be in the show notes below. Thank you, Chrissy, for doing that for me. Um, And you guys can head over there, read all about the program, all that it includes. And at the bottom of the page, if you are so inclined and interested, you can sign up. Currently, there are only 15 more spots remaining. I am capping this program at 20 spots. So if you are interested, definitely look to secure yours today because it looks as though we will be selling out very, very soon. So I hope to see you in this program. And if I don't, regardless, everybody have a very happy holidays and happy new year. The next time that I will be releasing a podcast will be in 2023. So we did it guys. We made it through this year and it's only going to go up. Every year is only going to get better. So I hope you have a wonderful remaining couple of weeks in this year. Enjoy your family time. 
enjoy your training if you're training for something and I will talk to you in the new year.